Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Land of Boz. It is Monday, December 3rd, and the weekend just finished, and... The greatest weekend of my life! <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was the greatest weekend of my life, but you know what? God dang it, it was pretty freaking good. Uh, first off, before I get into that, welcome to the Monday Freebie Show. So for those of you that listen weekly, thank you for piquing your uh, interest in listening in. Um, this is getting jammed out pretty quick. Uh, I'm massively behind, only in a good way. Those of you who know me or follow me know I pretty much only took a little bit of time off since the last show, which was Wednesday, and today's show Monday, and that was like a two-hour window to uh, uphold a tradition with my best friend Alicia. Um, beyond that, it's been pretty much nonstop, which brings me to what happened this weekend. And I wouldn't even say this weekend. I uh, Sunday morning... Let me paint the picture for you. Uh, this thing in New York, I'm going to um, the whole Jack Reacher shenanigans. I got a haircut. I mean, I'm not trying to like be the character in person. That'd be weird. But it wouldn't hurt to um, kind of drift towards leaning like the character. So I got my hair cleaned up a little bit uh, in a way I think Jack Reacher would have his hair. Uh, and uh, I would also trimmed up my beard. Or actually, I got rid of my beard. <coughs> And uh, for those of you who don't know what the crap I'm talking about, uh, I guess tune in later in the show in the nerd section. We'll uh, figure. Oh, I'll explain what this Jack Reacher crap is all about. Uh, but anyway, so I'm standing there, painting the picture for you in my underwear, uh, shaving uh, my mustache or my beard off. Uh, I didn't go to the, I didn't blade down to the skin because that's irritating and uh, I don't like it. Uh, but I'm there, hairs everywhere, all over the sink, counter my phone rings, and. Uh, <clears throat> The, uh, yeah, it's Sunday morning and it's a Beverly Hills number and my first instinct is it's a solicitor, but I'm always need work and I always, you never know. It could be that one phone call and lo and behold, uh, I get a call and it is none other than can't tell you, <laughs> uh, sorry, but let me put it this way. If you're a baseball fanatic and you're dream is to talk to Babe Ruth or any other famous baseball player. I'm sorry. I'm extremely tired. Um, and, uh, he calls you out of the blue, offers you uh, mentorship chats with you. You guys kind of get along and, uh, have a good conversation. And it's just, it, it, it goes quickly from fan to just two guys talking and getting along and shooting the shit and sharing stories. And ultimately the uh, more experienced, the Babe Ruth in this scenario, you know, offers advice. The, uh, the student, if you will, asks questions and, and um, the Babe Ruth in this metaphor had to drop his kid off of school or drop his kid off for something. And I thought that was the end of it. And uh, he calls me back <laughs> and uh, we continue our conversation. And I asked him for very uh, specific questions regarding this Jack Reacher thing. Um, I'm trying to do in New York, uh, this week and, uh, gives me advice, says, well, you got my number, please call me when it's done. And, uh, I'd like to follow up and hear how everything went, made my life. Like I said, this was my version of a baseball players fan. If, if they could get advice from Babe Ruth and that's not melodramatic, uh, if 
I won't confirm or deny anybody's theories. Uh, I won't even respond to them uh, when you guys post. But yeah, this was a dream come true to speak to this individual. Uh, made my day, gave me a lot of perspective in a short amount of time. And it was very encouraging, very motivating, very peaceful, artistically uh, encouraging. Um, as far as work ethic, he has a very similar work ethic. And it was just nice to bond, I guess, and relate to somebody I put on such a high pedestal. And he was nice. He, uh, he was what I, I mean, I, I mean, hell, the fact he called me on a Sunday morning while getting ready to do, drop his kid off or pick his kid up, uh, that, that just goes to show, I mean, it's not like I'm a Make-A-Wish Foundation where I'm a, I'm a dying of some sort of terminal illness. This, he did this out of the blue and didn't have to. So that was nice. He was nice. I'm jacked just talking about it and, uh, can't, I don't know, it was just cool. And, uh, so that's what happened. That's how my weekend was, but it's Monday. Dude, Mondays is just terrible. I hate Mondays. I really hate Mondays. And yeah, Mondays do kind of suck, but for me, today is going to rock. Uh, later today, I have a huge event with Theragun. Uh, you'll be seeing a lot of my interaction with them, um, them and, uh, soon to be some, uh, interaction, more, um, more work with, uh, I'm so sorry, everyone. <sighs> extremely tired uh more work with uh them and i'll be doing a lot of work with theragun uh not to mention keep on working with um the young storytellers and uh the horse ranch i volunteer at um i don't mean to, it's not, not all about me 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 but no monday doesn't suck but this monday is going to be chaos because i got only a couple days until this new york jack reacher thing so um I, I have notes and i have so much to talk about i'm trying to just keep uh keep it straight um Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me uh, let me look at my notes. So just a sec. And uh, you know who you are. This is for you. So uh, let me look at these notes. Just a sec. Do 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 do. It's the hold music. Do 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 do. Hold music. All right. Back. Uh, got my notes all organized. And because I kept mentioning the Jack Reacher thing, um, we will just hop into some segments and we'll just jump right into. This is a kind of a nerd slash acting filmmaking business segment, but I like the nerd sound, the nerd segment intro. So we'll just stick with the nerd. So uh, here uh, we will talk about what's going down with this Jack Reacher shenanigans. Nerd! And yeah, this is kind of nerd slash filmmaking because it's nerd because I'm nerding out because I'm a fan of this. But I'm also, this is also a little bit of filmmaking uh, behind the scenes, if you will. So I'm just going to start from scratch. Um, Jack Reacher. It is bare minimum uh, two movies that people know about uh, starring Tom Cruise. Beyond that, the people in the know actually know it's about, I think it's a 20 book book series at this point written by Lee Child. And uh, just to be graphic, because this is at least a PG-13 show, there I was and whatever year I was still serving as a Green Beret, I was somewhere in the middle of the Middle East uh, going number two. And it was a place where more than one person had gone number two, so it's kind of was a frequent area, if you will. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of air-chairing, squatting there, and uh, look to my right, and there is a Jack Reacher book sitting there. I love reading. I'd actually just crushed a lot of books on my Kindle, and I was actually looking for... A book to read and picked it up because as most people know a guy sitting on the toilet 
in this case, not necessarily a toilet, but a guy doing his business, uh, number two, uh, that can be a long half day, uh, process. So I was happy to grab a book and start reading. I was instantly hooked. Now, uh, up until I tell you, otherwise this is relatively, um, uh, fan objective. Like I'll be speaking as a fan, not an actor here. Uh, I was reading the book and I was hooked. Great books. Um, it's kind of cool because it didn't have the traditional weak hero that ha- overcomes obstacles and becomes strong. Like this, the character Jack Reacher kind of just starts that way. It's a very interesting way he writes, but it's still you're still enthralled. And one of the key, if not the key feature in the books, is the character's physique. Not in a Superman comic book way, but it it. For whatever reason, the author chose to make this guy a giant. And by giant, I mean six foot five, 250 pounds, blue eyes, sandy blonde hair, uh, just farmer, strong, big guy walks in the room. You can tell he's big, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's a plot point. Not in the first book, in every book. He works it in in such a way that it m- makes sense all the time forever. When I was reading it, sitting there in Iraq, I thought to myself, damn, this is me. Uh, they start talking about his demeanor, his attitude, a lot of other things. Obviously, it's a fictional character, but I was really going, man, this is I, this is my, this is I relate to this guy on more levels than one. I left it at that. Continued reading as the years went on, and I was like, wow, this this needs to be a movie. Uh, fast forward a little bit more before Tom Cruise got the role in the films. I was like, I want to be in this movie. I want it to be me. Fast forward a little bit more. Tom Cruise gets the roles in the films now. Uh, still as Fan Jeff. Performance-wise, Tom Cruise kind of hit the character, like as far as I per- t- believed it to be. Um, that's the thing that with the source material already existing, it uh, a lot of people already had preconceived notions. Whereas movies that come out that don't really have preconceived notions, people people just kind of go in with an objective outlook. Uh, so I think kind of a lot of people on the fan sites kind of agree. If you if they could look past a certain thing, I'll get to, they were happy with his performance or what he took from the books and the character and all that. Now. As a fan, like I said, the character is six and a half feet tall, 250 pounds. Tom Cruise is not that. And as a fan, not a jaded actor or anything like that. As a fan, because anybody knows me knows I love Tom Cruise. I love me some Tom Cruise movies. I, I'm in awe of his career, and I, I, um, I, would, I aspire to live a career like he's lived, to be honest with you. It's, it's really impressive. He does what he wants, and he makes movies he enjoys. So, And he does a lot of his own stunts. Don't get me wrong. He looks fun, too. But he is not Jack Reacher. <laughs> uh, he probably knew that signing on. I mean, uh, I'm sure the author knew that. I won't speak on his behalf. So a lot of the fans are a little not okay with the two movies, with it being at Tom Cruise. It is what it is. Uh, now, where are we at now with that? What's going on? Why is this a thing all of a sudden? So it came out, uh, Lee Child is doing a tour of his latest book that was just released called Past Tense. And he um, he's doing the usual rounds, interviews, etc. And it got... I don't know where the first line of questioning came from, but it was brought up that he's doing another, he's doing Jack Reacher again. And he's kind of hasn't been clear on whether it's a movie or a Netflix series or like an Amazon series, but he has been very explicit because he must have retained rights when he uh, worked in the films. He's been a very, he hasn't said, I hope or I wish, I think it'd be nice if they, he said, Tom Cruise will not be Jack Reacher in my next project. And it's a go. And then you go into a lot of the interviews. He frequently says he wants to cast an unknown actor. He wants to cast 
uh, a character the fans support, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, actor Jeff, not biased, not uh, not fan Jeff, lost his marbles. I have gone ape crazy, uh, not in a stalker way, but in a kind kind of Ryan. If, like I won't get into the backstory of this, but if you know the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool backstory, I kind of have been going that route and uh, inundating him because of my firm fan based belief that I am Jack Reacher. Um, whether it's images, fans have created fan book covers. Uh, whether it's hashtags, Bosley for Reacher, uh, I've got band members interested in talking to me. People have emailed me saying they're his friends. Um, uh, it is no joke. I, I went to the Jack Reacher fan club on Facebook, and they've been nothing but supportive. Um, and because I, I mean, I, it's great because I firmly believe it. And I said in a video I posted the other day, kind of where I was coming from. Yeah, it's an acting job and all that, but this is has been a dream of mine. Uh, I was interviewed. I think just after the first time uh, Jack Reacher came out, and I, I had said I would, I've always wanted to play Jack Reacher. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, a Tom Cruise uh, known celebrity right now, uh, but I've wanted that since the day I read the book. And it's in Hollywood, they will package movies for sales, and not to say that there's not art involved and and fan preferences and all that, but that's just the way the nature of the beast is sometimes. Lee Child explicitly stating he wants it to be an unknown changes the game because I've had tons of auditions for major, major things that just crush me when I don't get, but I know why I don't get them most of the time, or at least I don't get the chance is because it's, it's the name actors. It's the A-list actors. It's the ones that have bring eyes to seats and as producers, they're scared to try no new, new faces. This situation is the rare occurrence where the opposite will have better or or at least equal results as the name actor they used. And that's not saying Tom Cruise is a bad guy, et cetera, et cetera. It's just character-wise, there's a chance now. I mean, he's explicitly said unknown actor. And uh, as a filmmaker and a producer, I can see why. I would want, as a fan, an actor I don't have a preconceived notion with. Like, I don't care if they use, like, you know, if they looked at Liam Neeson or he's kind of getting old now, though, but, like, I, I couldn't not see past characters and this character, this Jack Reacher is, is a, is a legend in, in like in the, um, book realm and, uh, you need a clean slate and you need somebody from the start that doesn't have a char past character performance baggage, so to speak. So this is huge. This is a very large chance. Uh, this is the biggest chance I've had to date in my career combined with a phone call this morning. It's been ridiculously huge things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to New York this week. He has a book signing. Um, we're trying to get a meeting, uh, bare minimum. I'm going to have him sign my latest copy of the book, but I can't help but think, uh, I don't probably look like his average fan. And really, uh, I dress like Jack Reacher anyway. <laughs> like that's just me. Again, it just goes back to, I, he and I are almost one and the same. Um, the way he describes him is typically his hairstyle and his facial hair, all these things. It's just, I'm going to walk in there. And I'm, I'm not unaware that I'm normally the biggest, tallest guy in the room. I'm not unaware of that I, I'd be a moron if I didn't think being a head taller than everybody doesn't draw attention. So, um, I'm extremely looking forward to this trip to New York. Uh, obviously I'm a fan. I'm passionate about the job, but at the end of the day, I'm still a professional. Uh, so I'll, 
I will handle it all with grace and dignity and do everybody proud. Uh, but I really want this to like unbelievable. Like I said, like this is, Oh, what year did I read that? I want to say I read that in mid 2000, like 10 years ago. I read this probably about 10 years ago. Easy. I've wanted it ever since. Um, so, uh, I, I think I deserve a shot at the least, but at the end of the day, I know I am Jack Reacher. That's just no question. So that's a long rant about me, 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 me. I apologize. Um, but it's based on a passionate belief as a fan and as an actor that this is the right move (laughs) for them to make. Um, if you believe in it too, I put in the description of this podcast, there's a, ty- a URL that says Bosley for Reacher. You can go there to the author's page on Facebook and just say Jeff Bosley. Just chime in real quick. Um, it's a B- he, he posted a BBC article. I mean, he or his Facebook page handlers. I don't know if he does his own uh, content, but it's his page. He reposted a BBC article about him being quoted talking about not using Tom Cruise. And then he, he wrote on there as, as the, like the comment, who should play the next Jack Reacher? And my name is everywhere on that. It's I'm speechless, although I've been talking nonstop for about 20 minutes about it. But I am speechless, the amount of people that are supporting me and the amount of strangers. Uh, you know, I like I said, I got in the Jack Reacher fan club. And uh, I obviously treaded lightly, but at the end of the day, I got nothing to lose. I, you know just go for it. And I told him, Hey, I'm looking at this and that. And I, you know, I was professional and dropped hints and links and, and, you know, videos and made a reel based on past footage and, and sure as hell, I've got people converting, uh, complete strangers and the fans are the ones that matter. I mean, yeah, producers and Mr. Child obviously are the ones that make probably the final say, but fan support on this kind of stuff is priceless and extremely important. And the numbers on my side are staggering. So there's a real chance that this will be on people's radar. So yeah, that's the Jack Reacher thing. So, um, welcome to chime in question, comment anywhere on every social media. Um, this I'm, I'm, this has been my focus. And so I apologize for the paid, uh, line of Boz podcasters. That has been the, uh, living, eating, breathing of my existence right now is uh, as far as uh, the business side of it, I've been working my butt off towards it. And as far as a performer, I've been studying, restudying and rereading a lot of the books, uh, doing my actor's homework and my character development because I believe I will get this role. I'm studying for it now. I'm training for it now. Uh, ironically, I was trying to get lighter so I could start uh, free fall uh, kind of halo skydiving um, and uh, just because shoots can only handle so much weight. And ironically, I want to start leaning towards getting a little bit bigger. Uh, he's listed in the books as being 250 in his early career. He was 230. So I'm just kind of trying to meet in the middle, but, um, you know, physique is the last thing, but yeah, this guy's again, he's me six and a half feet tall, blue eyes, uh, 230 to 50 pounds, depending on the book. Uh, the only thing I quote unquote don't have is he has lighter, lighter, sandy blonde hair which if it looks right and they're down with it, I'll do whatever the crap I have to to my body. I don't give a, that's what acting's for. Uh, if they want blonde hair, I'll get blonde hair. If they think it looks stupid, I'll dye it back. Uh, I don't care. I care about the role and the character. So um, I probably will have to take a hiatus again from the podcast this week. I'm so freaking sorry. Uh, but it's because I am working relentlessly on this role 
uh, as an actor and as far as the business side of it. So boy, long ramble on that. But as you can tell, it's because I really, 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 really care. So we'll move on and get into uh, what you count on for the show uh, and get into some segments. So thank you for listening. And it's Monday. So we have a chance to look back on the box office for the weekend to see which movies are taking money out of our pockets and which ones we may have regretted watching and which ones we wish we would have watched and which ones Jeff hasn't even watched. So he's just giving you a lot of numbers without any serious education. That's right. I have not been to the movies, especially this weekend, so I... uh, super duper apologize but this doesn't require me to have seen them i have enough of a knowledge about them. i'm very interested in them so we will start backwards counting 10 to 5 and then 5 to 1 and um that'll make sense in a minute but this weekend for november 3rd through december 2nd the box office number 10 a star is born bradley cooper um and lady gaga still crushing it still a movie i need to see <laughs> but it's what's weird is here's hollywood at its finest it is down almost 40% from the last weekend. So like these movies will just crush and they just die. It's amazing. It's very interesting. Very few have like sustainability. Uh, number nine, Green Book. Um, the one with Viggo Mortensen. Um, it's a little, I, I dare say not artsy, but it's a little uh, more drama, which sadly in the theaters doesn't work. But it's a movie I'd like to be in and it's a movie I want to see. So I will go see that. Number eight, Widows. Uh, the Taken with wives basically uh number eight number seven robin freaking hood still yeah all right uh number seven the possession of hannah grace i didn't haven't heard of that one that's one of the only one on those lists that i two one of two i had didn't even know existed so uh number six instant family uh mark Wahlberg, still staying strong in the top 10 uh, I always find him really funny. Sorry, I just do. I did just watch his Mile 22 movie, uh, directed and I believe written by Peter Berg. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's kind of a throwback to kind of like Heat and um, almost had like a Heat Black Hawk Down hybrid crossover feeling. It was pretty good. It was fun. Just you know, watch it and enjoy it. it has nothing to do with this. Uh, number five, Bohemian Rhapsody, the um, Queen uh, Freddie Mercury film. Uh, I still need to see that, but it's at number five. And number four, I have no idea what this is. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, I should look into that. Number three, Creed Two. Still really bittersweet. Uh, uh, but I don't know, maybe if this weekend or this week goes well, uh, I, there's, I could uh, be that person that goes, well, there's a reason for everything. But then, until then, uh, I auditioned. I was brought in to read for uh, the main bad guy, uh, Drago's son. Um, a little acting side note is I, I shaved bare skin because, uh, I was, I, as Jeff was slightly too old for the character, but as a result, I think I looked a little bit too soft for some reason, beards and facial hair make you look tough. And if you look at the character or the actor they cast, he's got a beard. However, they cast a boxer, not an actor. Uh, I'm not that it is what it is, but that was the choice they made. Um, I don't believe this person has ever acted before, but he definitely, he's a, He's much more giant than me, but he's not. I don't believe he's an actor, but it's the nature of the beast. Poop happens. Uh, I might made. I might have made the same call if I was a uh, producer, uh, filmmaker on that too. So, 
Uh, and last two, number three, Doctors. I'm sorry, number two, Doctor Seuss, uh, The Grinch, coming in at 17 million dollars over the weekend. Um, I believe that's all CGI and with. Um, God, I forgot last week too. Um, uh, Cumberbatch, uh, that guy uh, as the voice. And number one, Ralph breaks the internet, and Ralph is still breaking the box office, uh, coming in at number one with $25 million. Uh, Here's the thing with kids' movies, is they instantly have larger audiences because that kind of kid movie also requires one, maybe two more tickets to be purchased. So for every one kid that goes, there's at least one to two parents that have to go. (sighs) So that automatically is one to two, two to three tickets purchased, bam, right there. So kids' movies are good. They uh, they definitely have a wider audience. Even if the parents don't want to go, they have to. So that has been uh, this weekend's box office. And even though I'm ramming this show out and it's a freebie Monday, I'm bringing a new segment that has to do with uh, my background as a firefighter. After I served as an Army Special Forces Green Beret, actually while I was still serving, I uh, worked my way into being a full-time firefighter for the Colorado Springs Fire Department. I did that for about two seconds and then moved to Hollywood. That's the short version. But I still have some firefighter crap I want to talk about, especially during the holiday seasons when all we do is light some stuff up and put electronic things on burnt out pieces of wood. So here's some firefighter chat. This segment, at least this topic for this segment, requires a lot of visuals, so pretty much useless for a podcast. So I'm just going to have to make you trust me, and then the next time you're on YouTube, going down the YouTube rabbit hole, Google this this video for me. Google um, interior fire, or how fast a fire spreads uh, for Christmas trees, uh, national fire safety, Christmas tree fire, anything like that. Basically, you are looking for a video clip, and it's not sped up. It's absurd. You're looking for a video clip where a national safety um, center uh, simulated a real room, real uh, real materials, r- real current modern um, uh, couches and furniture and all that, and simulated a spark. And it shows these, our homes are made to be insulated, which is the worst thing for a fire. Uh, it, the heat um, just rises exponentially causing everything to uh, catch on fire easier and I believe that's called flashpoint that's rusty Uh, for those firefighters listening you might have just cringed and want me killed but you get the point basically uh, you'll see this video and you'll see how horrendously dangerous our homes are for fires Um, all of the fake materials and plastic materials and all the crap in our couches are so ridiculously flammable Back in the old days was every, where everything was huge, solid wood. It took for take a big log and hold a match under it. It takes forever to get that thing lit because of the huge, dense surface area. Granted, wood burns great, but it takes a hot second for it to get really good and going. Take a piece of foam or even, hell, a cotton ball, uh, like an artificial cotton ball, or and do this. Soak it in a little bit of uh, equal. Light that thing. Be ready to have a little explosion in your, your small hand. So uh, this video paints a graphic, quick picture of how fast a fire spreads. Uh, so use that for some perspective this holiday season. Use timers. Hell, I prefer, I'm a little OCD. When I leave for long term, I, I actually unplug everything. I don't want any power running through my outlets other than my refrigerator. Um, I, I just, fire, I have a huge respect for it now. And this video, 
everyone needs to see this video around Christmas time. Um, it shows how painfully fast these things work. And none of us, very few of us live in re commercial residences where they have sprinklers. And sprinklers basically just buy you some time. Uh, shit, stuff's going to catch fire and it's going to burn to the ground. So it shows how unsafe it is if you're in the house when this happens because how fast things burn down without warning. Uh, if you're sound asleep and it's in another room and it shows you how fast you lose possessions. I mean, that's the small, that's the least of your concerns when you could die, but go down the YouTube rabbit hole uh, and look up Christmas tree fire simulation and truly see this and, and show your kids, educate your family and be highly aware of how dangerous this time of year is with all of the electronics. And if you do, if you wire this crap poor, what one small spark can do on a carpet or even, even if you have an artificial tree and the tree skirt lights up, our houses are just tinder boxes waiting to be lit up. So be, be careful, please. Um, be aware and uh, just don't be stupid. So that's been a firefighter chat. And we're probably gonna hammer it out uh, the last uh, bit before our 30 minute mark. And I thank you for listening. Uh, with a little bit of fitness chat. Um, the majority of this fitness chat is uh, entertaining and a little bit of bitch ranty um, with a little bit of education, but it's cathartic for me. It hopefully is educational for you and bare minimum entertains you while you're driving or doing whatever you're doing, listening to me, which is awesome, by the way. So uh, let's talk some fitness. Okay, I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? So I got a handful of things with the fitness segment today. I'll start with the uh, pissing and moaning, and then we'll get into the education ones. Uh, I'll try to keep the pissing and moaning ones fast, because I know, I hope, anybody listening will uh, empathize. And uh, I do this to let you know you're not alone. I'm with you in your pain and suffering of the people that commit these atrocities. <laughs> Let's hammer it out. Uh, first one, uh, the in inconspicuous ab flex that's not so inconspicuous uh, I love the time of day I work out at the gym it's it's where we all think we're alone and next thing you know you're busted taking a selfie or recording yourself or taking a picture of your shoes or whatever I do and they do and we all do you think you're alone but you're not it's this weird gray area where it's it's you think you're safe um, and this happens a lot at that time of day however I've seen it you know in the middle of the day too so I, I don't really know what to feel about it but dude Dude, typically it's a dude. Most of these violations are dudes, except the racking weight. That knows no gender. Uh, but typically a dude will be like doing whatever, you, like this <laughs> This example uh, in my uh, most recent experience, dude was sweats fully, pretty fully closed because it's actually kind of cold here in LA for once, uh, this time of day at least. Walking around between sets, got a little strut going. Closest mirror, God forbid, is easily 20 feet away, but he still finds a way to look make him make eye contact with himself in, in the mirror, which is kind of creepy and not sexy and uh, lifts up his shirt and <clears throat> flexes at, the, at himself in the mirror. Not even working abs. I, I can't even justify in the bodybuilding world. Like if you're working a certain body part, you, you know, flex it, check out your symmetry, get a good pump because of flex flexing in between uh, sets does help with uh, growth and recovery and all that. And lack, forcing that lactic acid out and a bunch of, there's some science behind it, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, dude was doing like back, you know, felt the need to about face, look in the mirror, mix of sexy eye contact with his own reflection, you know, lift up his shirt way up to like the cleavage, kind of like girls have to kind of hold their own boobs out of the way when they're doing ab pictures. Dude had to kind of hold his 
man boobs out of the way or pecs or whatever you want to call it and flex but then he did it like in this really smooth it wasn't smooth at all but he thought he was like in this smooth like really like i'm gonna just kind of move uh lift flex turn around keep dropping it didn't it it was absurd i just I, i want a spy cam to get all this footage this is just astonishing so yeah i don't know what that was i'm not really bitching if you do it hell i've done it uh just a little fun rant <laughs> um but um a uh, little lesson and now i'll use that to transition into actual good education uh a lesson uh if you're new uh, i'll give you the benefit of the doubt because some people kind of just there are some people that are just in their own universe because they're uh, scared or distracted or not thinking or there's some people that just are indignant a-holes and don't care about anybody else hopefully you're the uh, previous not the latter uh but when you go to the rack, like the dumbbell rack specifically, and take a take the weights off, get out of the way. People need to get around you. Odds are there's weights at the other level. Like if you took the ones from the one around your waist, the odds are there's weights around your shins and vice versa. Weights to your left, to your right. You can't stay that skinny not to be in the way. Take your weights and get the hell out of the way. Standing there, hell, standing there, using the other weights to like lean on while you're doing like dumbbell rows. I, I don't. Am I alone here? Does that just like not a level of indignance? Like uh, I'm more important than you. Uh, you will work around me. Uh, for anybody that follows my Instagram stories the other day, somebody kind of did. It, they forgot to rack their weights, or they were racking it in a completely wrong spot. And uh, while they were there between sets, I sat my weights on the ground because his weights were in the wrong spot in my spot. Threw his on the ground in front of him, picked mine up and put him away and walked away really good because really what are they going to do say they're they're going to know they're wrong and they can't do anything about it in this day and age i guess i could get shot for all i know but uh the lesson today is don't camp out in front of the rack get your stuff get out of the way there's no need for you to be there you're in the way and uh you might not mean it but just be aware that you probably are in the way and now let's get to some education uh these two things i found to be very intriguing and they were just actually over the weekend um I did a kind of a, just a, like a circuit in my home to, uh, Sunday. It was with these water bags. They're like sandbags, They're made, but they're full of water. So they have kind of a, a stability component to them because they slosh a little bit. So you have to really engage a lot of core muscles. And I was doing front squats with them. And I really, for the first time, I think in my fitness career, I consciously engaged the core. And I hate that phrase when people say, engage the core, engage your core. But basically, flex the hell out of your core your chest your abs your your ribs your 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 rib muscles they're called the serratus anterior um you know a little bit of your butt your lower back really lock that sucker up i am smoked today i was doing uh, front squats but because i really consciously flexed my engaged my core uh massive good quote-unquote core workout so uh, think about that. I'm going to try to really consciously in- incorporate that a lot more, especially on those days where I'm doing circuit Jim Jones kind of stuff, uh, because there's a lot more reason to engage that core. Uh, one, it makes it strong and hopefully looks good uh, if your diet's on 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 point. And two, it, it, it provides a level of safety so you don't get sloppy and hurt your back. So, And lesson two, um, I know a lot of people do this. Uh, I've seen some people at the gym do it, and it's what made me think of it today is, is people obsess over a certain per- piece of equipment uh, when they're waiting, especially if, when I go three, four and five in the morning, there's no real, if that one hammer strength press is being used, there's another chest press machine elsewhere, or you could do a free weight press if, you know, safety, uh, dependent and all that. 
I'm pretty sure I could go out on a limb here, and I don't care if you're an elite Mr. Olympia competitor. Maybe at that level you need a certain machine for a certain move, for a certain way to isolate. But for all of us, that hammer strength chest press and that uh, whatever Nautilus brand chest press, you're do you're engaging the chest. Just take it down a notch and do some sort of chest thing. Uh, it doesn't freaking matter. Uh, if your diet's crap, all this is moot. Uh, but that one chest press you're obsessing over waiting for or rolling your eyes because it's being used, it's not going to make or break your physique career. So that was my thought. I don't know if there's no, I got like always, I don't have any science to back this up, but really in, do something that engages the muscle you're training. Uh, and it, your muscle doesn't know, oh, that was a good hammer strength press today. My, I'm, I mean, me and the other peck are really happy you chose hammer strength today. It doesn't freaking know. So lighten up, make it easier on yourself. So that'll hopefully make your uh, physique or your fitness uh, life a little less stressful and um, and kind of threatening because you want to sustain this. As I always say, at the end of the day, with all this stuff, it's a, it's a sustainability for life, and that's why I try to. I'm trying to like help you all learn from my mistakes and weed out the crap I know I did. I obsessed over certain machines and all this crap. At the end of the day, diet and exercise <laughs> it comes back to that. And looking at my notes, looking at my notes. Yep, that's it. Cool. That has been Fitness Chat. Well, I was pleasantly surprised. I was able, actually able to almost hammer out th- near 40 minutes of rambling. Uh, I think I threw together a pretty good show. Um, a Green Beret friend of mine was giving me crap. I know he's just giving me crap, but at the end of the day, it sparked a, a responsibility in me that um, I wanted, even if I give you something, it's better. I feel better about it than not nothing at all. So I was able to actually throw this together well. I think it was a relatively good show. Uh, it's Monday freebie, so thank you for listening, Monday people, uh, Patreon patrons. Uh, as always, just thank you in general. If you like it, pass it on. If you don't, don't tell anybody. Listen to a show you like better and pass it on and share it. Uh, again, we are on iTunes. You're welcome. Please rate and review because those algorithms matter. Uh, check out the patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley if you're interested in at least some more shows per week. Um, it's 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 typically pretty reliable, but there are times, and anybody who knows me or follows me knows, I rarely dick around. So if you're not getting a show, it's for good reason, but even then I still feel guilty. I'm actually thinking of changing the tiers uh, because I, I know some people aren't getting what they pay for. Um, so I might have to just admit a little bit of... Uh, uh, not an inadequacy, but admit to stuff I might not be able to pull off for the higher tiered patrons. So I'm contemplating that. Um, we'll see. Uh, but I do, I do know some people, they haven't even hassled me once. Y'all have been amazing. So either way, uh, for those of you who are new or just listening or new to the show and it's your Monday freebie, I always say this, I do this for you. Uh, if it's not something you're liking or there's something you want to tweak or suggest, I'm open to anything. This is for you. This is a product for you. I'm your employer employee uh, making a product for you. I enjoy doing it and you're welcome to interact with me any way, shape or form to uh, tailor this for you. Uh, For those of you that do interact, thank you. For those of you that subscribe, thank you. Um, I'll quit rambling. Uh, Everyone have a great Monday. Uh, I will see you when I do. Uh, Maybe a Tuesday show. It really depends. Um, But like I said, this is the week I'm going up to a lot of chaos up in New York with this Jack Reacher thing. Um, it's going to be a miserable couple days. It's going to be almost like 36 hours of travel, no sleep, uh, meeting. And, and then I go straight to like the young, young storytellers volunteer thing I do right when my plane lands. So it's going to be chaos. Um, uh, but in the meantime, it's Monday, go have a great Monday, have a great Tuesday and whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, and please, (laughs) 
talked myself into being winded. Go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios.